I do. Oh, wait, is this recording soft? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So we're just talking about how our, how wine. Our tolerance or lack of tolerance to wine. So it's been a long, long time. I guess not that long, though. No. What, like three, four months? It's been like since the summer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we took a break because that's what you need to do every now and then. Breaks are good. Rest is good. And here we are back again just in time for the holidays. Christmas. Christmas or Are you getting gifts this year for Christmas? Well, you know, Kenneth texted me and said how was I doing and if I'm ready for Christmas and I said ready <laughs> for it. What do I what do I have to be ready for? And I was like, "Well, I mean, I'm all I need is the white elephant gift, right?" And he was like, "Well, Ashley, you should get something for John and Olivia." And you should get something for Tori. That Tori's my niece. Okay, yeah. so John and Olivia are my brother and sister, my like way younger brother and sister, who are still in middle school and high school. And then Tori and Noel are my nieces, and they're super little. Yeah, really young. I didn't. So get he them said anything. I need to get something for each of them, and then he goes, "But you don't need to get anything for us, really, really. Don't get anything for us." And I thought to myself, "Well, I wasn't planning on getting anything for you, so." It's not a problem. You never do. That's okay. <laughs> no, and I saw someone on Facebook who was like, I'm being non-traditional. I'm not giving any gifts. I'm like, okay, like, that's fine. But, like, do you really need to announce it? Like, I don't know. When people announce it like that, I'm like, yeah, you're so non-traditional. Honestly, gift giving stresses me out. I don't know if it's, like, a love language thing. Because that not that one of the love languages? Yeah. Like, is it, okay, is the love language gift giving or is it receiving both. gifts? There's both. Is it the same type of language? No, like you could be one who like you like to receive gifts, but you don't like yeah, to well, give gifts. I don't like either of them. Like, I hate them. I think it's fun to like, you know, get someone a gift that really like is them, like suits them. So I opted out of my husband's. Oh, that's so weird to say. I still don't feel like I'm married. I opted out of my husband's family's secret Santa. And apparently that was not a good thing to do. But I thought that was like great because, you know, gift giving and getting gifts, like the whole thing, especially when it's secretive, stresses me out. Why was that not a good thing to do? I don't know. Apparently I'm supposed to start like new traditions with a new family. Okay. You know? And... I thought, well, that I was doing the right thing by, you know, if I don't like it, just stepping out because it it really stresses me out. I never know what people like. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to buy. I don't like buying things. I'm not like a materialistic person. If I had a ton of money, maybe I would be a materialistic person. But I go into a store and I'm bored in five seconds. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like. Just, like, thinking what will bring, like, joy to the person you're buying for. But, see, it's not my love language. Yeah. So, for me, it's, like, oh, hanging out with you. Yeah, Or, like, doing some kind of adventure. That's, like, exciting. So, but like, hanging me, out I'm with like, his family. For me, I'm, like, I don't family. know how buying you a thing is going to, like, make you happy. Because, like, that kind of stuff doesn't yeah. work for me. So, But if, so, like, if Sasha or his family told you, like, we would like you to buy us gifts. Would that make you then? Well, it would still stress me out because I'd be like, well, I don't know what to get you. Yeah. I don't, I have no idea. And I don't like shopping. Shopping causes me so much anxiety. But you like, like, like clothing I shopping. I do like clothes. Yeah. 
But I also can't afford any of the clothes that I like, and I'm very particular, so I end up not buying anything at all, and I look like a homeless person. No, you don't. She <laughs> literally is always the most dressed up person at any event, family event. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't yeah. know that about myself. Even right now, you're more dressed up than me. Wow. I'm see, ca- I still don't see yeah, this. Yeah, like, those are nice pants. That's a nice jacket. Well, this is Sasha's jacket. I'm kind of My just, husband's jacket. I'm kind of just wearing, like, Christmas colors. Yeah, but you've got the, like, yogi thing going on. Which, by the weed, by the weed, see? But that's where that was going. <laughs> by don't the start way, rumors. <laughs> do people still think you're, like, a pothead? I mean, I think people will just always think that, and I just don't care anymore. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. growth. That's progress. Yeah. I mean, you know, like last Christmas Eve, like my cousins were asking me like if I smoke a lot of weed and I, I will expect that this Christmas Eve. But, you know, I, I just I saw at Wegmans CBD coffee. If anyone has tried this, please let me know. But I do remember what you said about how CBD, there's no scientific research that CBD even actually works. It's just kind of like... It what? has different ef- effects on different people. And, and yeah, I don't think they've done enough research yeah. to really know. It's just kind of like a health craze. It's, it's almost like the whole superfood thing. Oh, yeah. Like, do you remember maca? Well, yeah, I have it. Yeah. Well, I, I always thought that, like, maca was good for, like, anxiety and stress. Oh, no, it's an energy thing. But really, like, I was listening to this lady's podcast she's like a doctor and she said that it's mainly the only thing that it it showed in clinical studies was that it boosts sexual libido there's nothing about like anxiety i thought it was for energy so i have it for energy but apparently i I guess this is great because i'm a newlywed so (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's what maybe it's working out for me so this this girl right here i remember like she always thought she wasn't going to get married. And I know, like, you struggled. No, I always thought that. Yeah. For as long as I can remember. I, you know, I so, never dreamed about being married, ever. I didn't dream about the proposal. Even as the a wedding kid. wedding day. Even as a kid. I remember thinking as a kid, when I thought about my future, I would see this little blonde girl following me around, but there was no man in the picture. It was, was just this. Kid? Yeah, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, because you think of yourself as a grown-up and, like, what a family would look like for yourself, you know, and all I would see with this and I but I was felt very detached from this little blonde girl. I mean, maybe I was a narci- narcissist, 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 never say that maybe I was a narcissist. That's okay. how you know you're not. Oh, wow. You, yeah. Okay, well, maybe I was that, you know, and I was just seeing my own self reflection. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, no, and I think that whole like mind mindset shifting and like being aware of things that can happen. Like I well that was a thing that I didn't shift my mindset in and I was just gifted it, which is dangerous to say because then that makes you think, well things will just be given to me. Yeah. But sometimes you just do luck into things in life for the like because you really need it at that time. Or just because it's just pure luck, you know? Yeah. But I think for most things in life, in order to grow or to get to a certain place or there are like mindset shifts that need to change within you, you know? But yeah, like sometimes, like you said, they happen whether you thought 
they would or not. Yeah, it's just so crazy because, like, it's just, you know, like, I feel like I'm finally at a place where I want to be married. And it just doesn't well, seem Well, I've never heard possible. you say that. You yeah. always were like, I'm independent. Yeah, I mean, you've said yes you're, no. you've said you're not a very sexual person. I'll yes. put it that way. Yeah. So no, I feel like I've I I just was at the point where like all human like touch annoyed me. It it annoyed me like when were other people, people touching you. I mean, people like yes and no like hugs. I I didn't want to hug anyone. Like I didn't want anyone to pat me on the shoulder. I didn't like seeing other people making out or I just I think I was just so like I don't know why. I wish I had an explanation why I felt like that, but I do think it is an important part of relationships, like being intimate. I think because I wasn't like I was oh, how do I explain this? And I think in a yoga term I was like just about being intimate with myself and I was like too much into that. So I was just annoyed by everyone else. Everyone else was just an inconvenience. So it was like really selfish. And I feel like I'm finally like accepting. It's okay to accept intimate moments with other people. That's important. And so you're ready for this, but you're not dating or you are open to dating. I mean, I'm at this point, I'm open to whatever, but. So have you been trying to date again? Yes and no. Is there, have you went on dates? See, Jay and I haven't talked in a really long time. So this is a new beginning for us. Yeah. Since the summer? No, like I've hung out with people as friends. That could be something else, but I wouldn't consider them dates. Okay. Yeah. So what is your um, game plan with dating now? Are you just kind of, I'm going to hang out until mm -hmm. like something happens or until something organically happens? Or are you going to like pursue dating? I mean, I don't really know how you pursue dating without online dating. I don't really. Yes, I can have the mindset of like, I want to pursue dating, but... So what, this, how do you feel about these people that say, I'm going to take a break from dating? Are these people that are just like constantly getting people asking them out all the time? Well, yeah, I think there's some people who, you know, like, you know, people who have like never been single or never can be single. I, I think when you just like get used to always like talking to people and like going on dates, it just becomes, you know, like you see someone and you're like, yeah, I'll go on a date. Like just like hanging out with a friend. So I think they for them taking a break is so like serious because it's like a weekly part of their life. If you're on online dating and you're every day swiping and like every day matching with someone and like talking to someone, then yeah, taking a break would be like completely disconnecting. But I already I'm very closed off. Like that's what I've realized about myself this year, Hmm. just from last year to this year. I've been, I think I've taken the whole boundary thing to an unhealthy level just because I'm like very closed off and I don't want to be that closed off, but I am. What do you think um, started that in you? Why are you like that? Have you ever thought about that? I think I was just overwhelmed by so many other people's energies and people I felt like needing things from me that I couldn't give them. Because I always want to, like, make someone's life better. 
but if I feel like I'm not, then I should just close off. Which doesn't so when make did, any when sense. When do you think this started, though? Um, like, is this a recent thing, or have you always operated like this? I think I've always operated like this, but it's gotten worse as I've become more of an adult. Because more of an adult, you have more responsibilities, more interactions with, you know, people. People wanting more things from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you're, like, a kid, your boundaries are more protected and respected because, you know, you're a minor. Right. So, yeah, I'm just very close. So what are you going to do to change this about yourself? Um, What steps will you take to be more open, more receptive? Yeah, I think, like... What will you practice? Being okay with human touch. I think that's... But not too okay. You don't want to go to the opposite extreme. (laughs) CBD coffee. No, I think just realizing not every interaction I have with someone has to be like me helping them or like a positive. It's okay to have like you and I have positive and negative interactions all the time. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't mean like we fail each other as sisters. Yeah. Well, and I think especially like with our relationship, I felt like I'm- I couldn't be like a positive person for you. So I should just like completely shut off. But you know, I even do that with myself. Yeah. Like with my own self. You know, if I'm having a bad day, it's like, oh, I failed as a person. Or yeah. if, I'm de- if I'm, like, struggling with depression or anxiety, then it's like, oh, I'm not here yet. But what you were saying, well, maybe that's a part of the journey, especially getting to where you want to be, Yeah, you know, and to be kinder to yourself through that process. And I wish I could say that. I'm okay, that I would be okay with, like, never getting married and having a family. But I'm not, you know, like I'm scared that that will never. Well, and happen. I think that's a step to admit that because yeah. what did I do? Who knows at what age I had that fear, and then I thought I couldn't have it for yeah. some reason, and that's the direction that I took that. So like I took it to an unhealthy direction, but I had I had realized that it was something I want wanted, and then I feared that it was something that I couldn't have. So then I went in this like extreme direction. You recognize it. So now you can do, you can take steps to get to like where you want to be. Yeah. Because you can have it. You can have anything you want to some degree, to some level. You really can, especially if you're working towards it. You're putting it out there. When you, when you have that idea in your head, it's there because it's yours to have Mm -hmm. in some capacity. We have the abilities, we are limitless beings, so we have the ability to accomplish our dreams, to get there. And it's out there for us to have. Mm-hmm. So a part of that is aligning, like you're, you have to know though you want it in the, first, in the first place. And that's something that sounds like you didn't know that you wanted, and now you do. So you're actually a, a step closer to being where you want to be. Yeah, I think I thought I didn't want it because like I didn't. I wanted to to feel like I was independent. Mm-hmm. But now I realize I can always be independent. Mm-hmm. You know, whether I'm in a relationship or anywhere, mm-hmm. like independence is a choice. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's still always gonna be. Because the reality is some people never do find someone. But why is that? Do you really think that's because, like, I get that life happens, but my question for that would be, was there something that was getting in the way 
Well, because like you said with Sasha, basically where you staying, like there's nothing you did. I lucked out, but I also, you don't see the work that I was putting in before I got to that moment that our paths crossed and the work that Sasha was like, what was the work that like Sasha was doing so much work on himself and growing as a person, you know, and like changing mindsets and like working towards those things that got him to the point that when he crossed my path, we were heading in the same direction. And for me, I was actively pursuing my dreams. I wasn't suppressing what I wanted. I was literally in LA chasing something. Did I succeed? Not fully, not to what the extent that I want to succeed. Mm-hmm. I was doing it. Do I, do I want to do more? Yes. Am I going to do more? Yes. But I was taking the steps in my life that like aligned me to a person that was also heading in the same direction as me. So my point is like, if you're going to just sit on the couch and not do anything, not chase your dreams, not grow as a person, not take the steps that are necessary for growth, for learning, then, then yes, then you can go your whole life not having something. Now there is the element where there's life. Mm hmm. And things happen in life. But I really do believe if you're on a path and your mindsets are correct and you're stepping out and you're trying, you know, and you don't give up and you keep working towards a goal, keep working towards what you want. If you open yourself up to knowing your power, knowing what you're capable of receiving, capable of doing, capable of learning and growing in, then everything you want can really come to you in some capacity, in some way, shape, or form. Like, if you want more love, like, you can get more love. It's there. It's out there mm-hmm. to be had. And, like, this is this forms. is what I didn't know. Like, this is what I, I thought, I thought, like, you did, that, well, not everybody gets it, so I could be one of those people. But then that mindset alone made me not open, made me not receptive, made me not... But I think originally I had that mindset. But I think, like, life turns you cynical sometimes. Like, I definitely, like, when I was little, I thought by 25 I would be married. But when you're little, you don't know much about the world, Mm -hmm. you know? So, like... But even in, like, high school, like, when I was 17... you're still... You're still learning when you're... I mean, you're learning at every age. You're still learning now, you know? And the thing is, there is no rule book to life. There's no plan on growing. Like growing is something that each person has their own path, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think if you want love and if you're in the pursuit of love and if you're open and learning and growing and you're exploring the idea of love, you're going to get there. The thing is to not give up. And you already are love. You already are that. You just being you. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like me just being me, even in my broken state was still enough. It was still love, you know, like because I was I was actively pursuing these things. And that's what people don't tell you, though. Like I was on my journey, like I was pursuing, pursuing growth, pursuing who I wanted to be, not even just like in a career like aspect, but as a person. Right. And then our our paths aligned. And you're going to have the same experience as long as you continue to go, continue to move forward, continue on that pursuit. But I think the first step would be, like you said, you can't 
chase your dreams if you don't know them. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's the difference between you and me is like you know your dreams. And, and you're I on that journey though of self-discovery. What, what have you just discovered that you want to be in a relationship? That was something that you didn't know about yourself. No, but I knew I knew that about myself. I'm okay, well, old, that's yeah. not what you said earlier. Did I? Yeah, no, you said I've, you didn't I've want always, to be yeah. married, and now you realize you do want when to be When did I married. not want to be married? Well, no, you just said that earlier in this podcast. No, I've always wanted to be married, but I think I just got very, like, cynical about it, because, like, now okay, I just but have that, more... That- you're acknowledging that. You never acknowledged that before. Yeah. Your your whole story to me was like, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm asexual. I don't need that. I don't like being in people's space. Like, you were constantly telling me that. But now that you're at the fact that you're acknowledging that you want to be married is like a step. That's totally a step of growth. Mm-hmm. Because when you do, if you can't go after something, that, like you just said it. If you don't know what you want, you can't go after it. But then I it. wonder, do I really want to be married? This is like my indecisiveness because I'm like, do what I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think you need to worry about that. Yeah. I mean, it's not even close to happening, so I don't need to worry. No, that's that's overthinking and that's unnecessary overthinking. I'm so indecisive. I need my fellow Libras to help me out. (laughs) But yeah, like how did you get to the point of commitment and getting past fear? Well, it was a journey. And then you, it comes down to a choice. You know, I could choose fear or I could choose taking the risk. And after a while, fear just feels crippling and there's a part of you that wants to just, like, fuck it. Fuck but who fear. pursued that? Because I, from the outside perspective, it felt like for a while, like, you guys were just like, oh, who knows, who knows if we'll get married. But then what was but that? That's actu- where we, we were at on our journey. But then what was that actual step of like, you know what? I mean, it's such a long process. It's not like people want to crack everything up to be in this like pivotal moment or this big breaking moment. And all of a sudden I just like knew and I had this experience. But it was like all these baby experiences, these mini experiences that build up to something. You know, like nothing, I'm sure it happens to some people or they just have this huge breakthrough. They just have this moment of self-discovery. But for a lot of people, it's it's these small moments that build into this big moment, you know? But why so, were you scared to get married? I mean... Like, what was that fear? There's lots of fears to being married. Fear of it not for, working out. For you personally. Of, I mean, I, you, lots. That's what I'm saying. Oh, lots of okay, fears. Okay, I thought you were saying I don't. Like, I don't know if I can pinpoint one. Like, sometimes fear and anxiety, you can't even pinpoint it. I'm sure you, you know, you've had this experience for yourself. You don't even know why you're having the anxiety. You're just yeah. experiencing it. And that's part of the journey is like learning like, okay, what is causing me to feel this way? Um, for me, it was like so many things, you know, not knowing if he was the right person for me, even though like we had this incredible relationship, Mm -hmm. fearing that I'd lose my independence. I heard you say that, you Mm -hmm. know, fearing that I'd be poor my whole life with him or something, you Mm -hmm. know, like I, the list can go on and on and on, you know, like fearing that I wouldn't be able to get my dreams with him or I, you know. Or I'd be unhappy or I wouldn't be able to make marriage work or I wasn't the type of person for marriage. Or what if there's someone else? That's an idea that a lot of people have. Even if you're happy with the person you're with, there's always this like fantastical 
thing out there because for most of your life, it always was fantastical. There was always this dream of like, well, like I'm going to meet this person and we're going to do this thing. And now you meet the person and like the fantastical is gone. It's real life and it's hard and it's messy and it's work and it's ups and downs and it's not at all what you expected it to be. So, so do you feel like happier in marriage or like what do you think marriage is different than just being like just living with someone well marriage is this um you're in it for the long run (laughs) so it's um there's this weight to it that's different it's hard to put it all into words because it's you know again it's this process of self-discovery that's just what life is but what i found is is I started craving the commitment because I saw like a power behind it. Like there was this, it's like you couldn't make any choices when you were dating because everything was like so hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Well, like maybe we'll live here because, but I mean, if I'm not with you a year from now, then I don't know. Or like maybe like yeah. this and this and this. And I found that I was building a life with this person without like, the foundation of the commitment so like nothing could feel permanent and nothing could feel like I was building towards something because I didn't have the commitment there so I had all these dreams that started happening like with this person right like I had all these goals of these things that we were building together and we wanted to do but we could only ever get so far Because there was none of that longevity, that like in it for the long run, in it through the ups and downs. Even though like I would have said, oh, yeah, like I'm with you in this. There is always this piece of me that was like, well, if it doesn't work out, then what? I mean, even a commitment, there is that to some degree. Like, let's be real. I'm not going to like say I'm not going to say there is not an element of that where I can still leave like I can we live in the modern day if it doesn't work out I could leave yeah but there was definitely the shift of like all right we're in it we're doing this I can now make these plans or I can now I don't know it's like this power behind it and I didn't realize the power of it originally I thought I thought it was crippling You know what I mean? Like, I had it all twisted in my head. I thought the commitment was crippling. I thought it was going to make me less than. I thought it was going to take away my independence, my freedom. But in the end, the commitment was actually what gave me the power, what gave me the freedom, what gave me this, like, whole other level, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's not easy. Like, that sounds wonderful, right? To the the average person listening, oh, I want that. It makes you want it even more. But nothing just comes easily to you. So even in this journey of commitment, it's up and down. It's battles. It's struggle. It's you discover all this stuff about yourself that you don't like, all this stuff that you have to work through because... There's a person that's always there that sees it and calls it out in you Mm -hmm. or you know what I mean? So like you have to deal with shit. You can't just, you know, when you're by yourself, you can just like hide away from it or like close off. Yeah. And there isn't that option. So it's not easy, but it's I, I, I came to a point where I saw how powerful it was and why it was necessary And I could either let fear win or I could take the risk. And I decided, all right, I'm going to take the risk. Let's see where it goes. 
And to not be afraid of like, if it doesn't work out or to not be afraid of, did I choose the wrong person? Or like, what if my dreams don't pan out? Because there is no other choice. And in the days in and out of it, like, I don't think about it. I honestly don't even realize I'm married most yeah. of the time. So like all that stress and worry was just kind of a joke because... As is most stress and worry, right? Yeah, because you don't really think about it. Every now and then I'm like, when I have to use words like my husband, I'm like, oh, I'm married. Because <laughs> okay. if, if I think about it, like there's only been a couple times in my life where my stress and worries have actually been valid. Which is just uh, like, it's so hard to work through, though. It's so crippling. Yeah. Even though you know it's not it's not real or it's not as big as what your brain is making it out to be. It feels so real and it is so mm-hmm. crippling. But like the only way through it is to just like take it head on and just to feel it and to go and just deal with it and like trust. So much of it comes to trusting that with every step you take, you're going to figure it out eventually. Just keep going. Just keep going. I just think it's it's always a process for me to like pushing through the risk and like I said there's only been a couple times where it's actually ended up worse than I could have imagined but even then it's like I could, either way I didn't predict it correctly so I don't know why I still think I will it either goes much better than I could have imagined or it goes much worse but the odds are I'm not going to correctly imagine it And it's also a lack of faith in God. And that's another thing why I feel like I've been closed off is because I feel like that God was probably mad at me because if I'm honest, I really don't have much faith for myself. Like, I have faith for other people. Like, I can tell other people, like, God's got you. But for myself, I just don't have much faith. Why do you think that is? Um... Or when did that start? I mean, I struggle with the same thing. Yeah. For me, faith is so hard. And I, yeah, I don't have much of I just faith. think because I'm all about like a personal intimate relationship. And you're discovering it's not there. No, I think it's just like if I don't receive it back personally and intimately, then it's hard for me to. Right. But that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's have not faith. what you expected it to be. Yeah. And this is another topic we should discuss. People that grew up in the church and were taught that message yeah. and haven't experienced that. And what does that mean? But that, should I be, that should be a podcast. I experienced it in nature. And I think a lot of people. But take, that's my point, though. Yeah. You're experiencing it in a different way than it was presented to you. And a lot of people, I think, like you, a lot of people tell me I'm like, you know, like mm-hmm. the whole yoga nature yeah. thing that I'm like not of God. Yeah. But then I see people who, you know, like they're just like, I just like God spoke to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just. Oh, yeah. So I and nev- I've never experienced I never that. even knew that it was an option that God could speak to you through nature. But but this is a whole other podcast. We'll do this on the okay. next podcast. I think this is a great topic, especially okay. for people that grew up in the church and were taught a message that they haven't been able to experience on their own. And it's especially a thing with millennials right now. And like what you were experiencing, experiencing, you know, God in a different way. Mm -hmm. Like it's something that I think a lot of people are experiencing. It's not what they expected it to be. So it makes faith hard. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a really good point. But we'll bring it up next time. Back to our main topic. 
Yeah, and I think just, you know, now that you're married, you feel the pressure to have kids. And, like, I feel pressure to have kids. I don't feel pressure to have them. I feel pressure as to, like, why I don't want them. Because Especially in this small town, not even small town, but this area, a lot yeah. of areas around the states, there is this, you know, women want them. We're women, right? I mean, there's this idea that women are maternal and want to have kids. And for me, I've, I don't desire them. I don't want them. And it's been this, like, why am I like that is kind of the thing. And um, it's kind of like always there on the back of my mind, even though I have all these goals and other things I'm working towards. Like, why is it even there in the first place? Is that is that just the world? Is that the media? Is that what I was raised in? And I don't think people need to have kids. I think as a society, we have a job to take care of our kids, you know, like the kids who their parents can't take care of them. Or I think as a society, like whether or not we want kids, we can't forget to take care of the kids that are already here. But there's also this idea of leaving a legacy and how like kids are the most impactful way to leave a legacy. Like if you think of your, your heritage and your past and your ancestors and like how much they sacrificed for you and this idea of evolving the next generation. Well, that reminds spreading me. Spreading your DNA that and reminds continuing me of, on the growth. Um, There's that Taylor idea Taylor Swift. Okay, yeah. That reminds me that. of Taylor Swift because you, Taylor Swift, you would think her legacy, she already has a legacy. You know, whether or not she has kids or not, just being Taylor Swift, she would have a legacy. But she recently just turned 30. And so you can imagine being 30 and being in the public eye, a lot of people are putting pressure on her to have children. So this is from the independent um, site. Taylor Swift has spoken out about society expectation frequently placed on women to have children as soon as possible. And she says we're more than just incubators. Earlier this year, she had a brilliant response after being asked by an interviewer whether she plans on having children given the approach of her 30th birthday. That's just so so invasive. Because men aren't asked that. So she explained that women should feel confident in expressing their opposition to such questions. The more women are able to voice their discomfort in social situations, we talk about that all the time, the more it becomes a social norm that people who ask the questions at parties like, when are you going to start a family to someone as soon as they turn 25 are a little bit rude. Mm-hmm. It really is. She added that she believes it may take a bit of time for everyone to catch up with this particular attitude. It's good that we're allowed to say, hey, just so you know, we're more than incubators. You don't have to ask that of someone just because they're in their mid-20s and they're female. She admires those who publicly promote the positive message that aging is not something to be afraid or ashamed of. She says, I really love that there are advocates out there in the world being very vocal about the fact that aging is not a slow march towards irrelevancy, death, and decay. Yeah, and I think that's a common question that I think every young 20-something... I, Of course, I can't speak for everyone, but I can guarantee probably... 99% of I've been asked I'm probably going to be asked at Christmas every 20 yeah, something especially with the holidays coming up every 20 something <laughs> woman can relate to that question and it and it's just like fueling that circular pattern thought pattern you have in your mind that like wait 
Why am I not married? Why am I not having kids? Wait, wait, wait. I am approaching 30 or whatever age. And people people think it's an innocent question to ask. Mm-hmm. And I understand, like, family loves and cares, hopefully. Hopefully, family loves and cares for you and, like, wants just wants the best for you. But it's that it's just it's it is very rude. And especially by strangers. I've been asked that question by stranger strangers. I will say the one thing I'm okay with, and but I think this is fueling my thought patterns too, is people will be like, Oh, like I just see you as a mother. And I just don't view that offensive. Just but I, I still think it's still fueling my like thought patterns like well, if everyone thinks I'm a mother, like, why am I not a mother? Mm. I don't know. For some reason, I don't have a problem with that comment just because I feel like they're more saying, like, a personality trait about me. And some, like you said, every woman, some women are more maternal, some are less. But then that makes me feel like, well, I should take advantage of having a maternal personality. But mm. then I care for children in other ways. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You really do. And I really... And that's another thing I think working directly with children. I oh, like that's children. something that Jennifer Aniston always says because yeah. she gets so much blame. Oh, I'm sure. I can't even imagine. And she says, oh. you know, I've mothered so many things in my life. So yeah. many things. Yeah, she didn't physically have children, but you don't have to be mat- like. And she that's seems, not the only way to be maternal. She seems very maternal to me. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and I'm sure she's like cared. People have for- said that about her. Actually, Remember? I'm sure people have said that to her. What they say to you? Yeah, I'm sure they've said it to her. Like, doesn't she help with St. Jude's and? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I think that's why I was so resistant to kids for so long because I was like angry that people would tell me I was maternal. But then when I hang out with kids, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I, it just, there's just something about, I, there's just. Yeah. So like, look to women like Jennifer Aniston, yeah. like Taylor Swift, like Jennifer Aniston is always saying, you know, like I'm a successful woman, you know, like, yeah, look, she chased down love, you know, she went after what she wanted, but like it didn't work out. And you know what? That's Okay. Like, that's okay. And she's still okay. She's still doing her thing. She's still helping people. She's still being maternal towards people. She's not defined by her failed marriages or the fact that she did not have children. She's still, you know, but highly But she kind of is, though, because whenever we say, like, think of a celebrity who doesn't have kids, unfortunately, like, you think of, like, Jennifer Aniston, so in a sense, she is kind of defined. Yeah, but I look at it, it as comforting. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, I love it. She's still like successful. She's still a great person. She still helps people. A lot of the celebrities out there have nothing but like good things to say yeah. about her. She's very hospitable. She's very nurturing. She's very caring. I know she really helped like Selena after her like surgery. I just saw Reese Witherspoon posting on Instagram saying Jennifer Hansen is the hardest person I've ever worked. Like hardest working person. <laughs> the hardest person. Like the yeah, hardest this- working person I've ever worked with. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Like the world is trying to define her by these other things. But she has all these other definitions that, like, make her out to be who she is, which is so much more important than just being, oh, you didn't have children. Oh, you're not married. Yeah. And I think the key is, yeah, like, she has a career. Like, she has other things she's pursuing. But it's not just that. It's also who she is as a person. People, like, people hate the celebrities that are out there being actors, but they're dicks. Yeah. Nobody speaks highly of them. 
You know, like, oh, great, you accomplished something, but you're a dick, so we don't care about you. So, like, it goes beyond that she's successful. It's also that she's known to be a person of character. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, that's that's the only question people should be asking you, right? Who you are. So I think, like, if you are gonna ask someone, instead of asking someone, are you gonna have kids? Just maybe tell them more about, like, a personality trait. Like, oh, like, you're very maternal. I could see you as a mother, but not, like, when are you going to be a mother? Mm-hmm. It's really about how you... Because I know a lot of people just say it in a, in a caring way mm. and, like, a comforting way. So, yeah, I'll never forget that comment because it was just, like, how that comment was said. It was just, like, oh, like, if I wanted to be a mother, like, I could be a good mother rather than the usual comment, which is, like, great like why am I not a mother yet like failing again so it's really in the way that you ask the question and like approach it I think yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see what people ask you now that you're married you know what nobody really asked me those things Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because I'm super vocal about it or people have just come to like not expect much from me I I don't know (laughs) what it is I mean in those ways you know yeah I'm not sure I don't know if I just like, I don't know, but I don't really ever have to deal with those things. I think it's because I've been very vocal about it. And that's and that that goes back to, yeah, being okay with like Taylor Swift said, like being like, that's actually a little bit rude. And the other person, they're not going to understand. They're going to think you're being like difficult or dramatic, but that's okay. Like they don't have to understand you. Like you're allowed to share your voice and opinion. And if they don't respect it. That's that. Screw it. So on that note, we're going to wrap this podcast up. Joanna, it's been great. We're back at it, everyone. Yes. Delivering the podcast. We'll hopefully um, bring some guests on occasionally, but this will all be a journey of discovering identity, discovering what our true power is, discovering how to pursue positive mindsets, how to change the negative mindsets that aren't serving us. A journey of self-love and discovery, that is what we're after. So we can get to a point where we know we deserve to be heard and listened to and we have a voice. We are making a difference in this world. We are here for a reason. You are a unique expression of love. All right, everyone. It's goodbye for now. Goodbye. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.